We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. First Samuel 24, 1. You there? Yes. Oh gosh, I, still, I only got like three people like on the, on the left side. The left side are like, they, they're the overachievers. First Samuel 24, 1, New King James Version. Are you there? Yes. All right, I can read. <laughs> now it happened. When Saul had returned from following the Philistines, that it was told to him, saying, Take note, David is in the wilderness of Enjedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men from all Israel, and he went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. So he came to the sheep's fold by the road where there was a cave, and Saul went in to attend to his needs. That simply means he had to go to number two. Okay. David and his men <coughs> were staying in the recesses of the cave. Then the men of David said to him, this is the day of which the Lord said to you, behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand that you may do to him as it seems good to you. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Now it happened after that David's heart was troubled, troubled him because he had cut off, cut Saul's robe. And he said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch up my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servants with these words and did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave. And went on his way. <clears throat> Somebody shout amen. amen. Topic for discussion today, and this is um, obviously part one, um, it is cutting corners. Somebody said it with me, cutting corners. Before we dive into the text we read, um, we must answer a few <clears throat> questions so we can better understand David's situation. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, we're not even going to discuss that text today. Um, I'm giving it to you as a foundation because it's going to drive the questions that we have to answer today, and we'll dive into it next week once we lay this foundation. Um, and the questions that we have to answer today is, what is God's sovereignty, and what is God's providence? What is God's sovereignty, and what is God's Providence. I have a definition, definition for you. The first one we'll deal with today is the sovereignty of God. Somebody shout the sovereignty, sovereignty of God. You can put that definition up. It is his absolute right to do all things according to his own good pleasure for his purpose. He sustains all things. He is in charge of the outcome of all things because he alone created all things. I'll read it again. I'll give you a couple seconds to write it down. 
It is his absolute right to do all things according to his own good pleasure for his purpose. He sustains all things. He is in charge of the outcome of all things because he alone created all things. I see some writing. I see some pictures. It's good. Come on, Cody. Yes? Um, don't sound like it. Yes? Cody. My word. <laughs> yes? Go. I want you to have it. I don't. You can get it from me later? Okay. That's good. Forgot. Yeah. All right. Um. <clears throat> Simply put, the sovereignty of God refers to his right to rule over all of his creation. When God created, or when he decided to create, he didn't get permission from anyone. He didn't have to take a vote to see if he could create. Just out of the abundance of who he is, he spoke worlds into existence. And he gave life through the stroke of his hand. He is God all by himself. He is a sovereign God. He is the God that created all things. He could do whatever he wants to do because he created all things. He is solely responsible for all creation. That is what his sovereignty Means And it also means, simply because he's the sole creator of all creation, he can handle it any way that he wants to handle it. So that means he can bless whoever he wants to bless. He can bring down whoever he wants to bring down. Because he is the sole creator of all creation. Romans 11.36. Paul is such a brilliant young man. Got it up on the screen for you. ESV version. For him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory, period. Amen, period. Oh, gosh. For, for from him and through him and to him are all things. Watch what Paul does at the end. To him be glory forever. Amen, period. What, how do we, period what's how you say that thing nowadays? Period. <laughs> period. <laughs> Listen to what Paul is saying. God is, God is the source. God is the sustainer. And because of those two things, he gets all of the glory for everything that happens. Now, if hearing this brings up a problem for you, if hearing that God is sovereign and he gets to do whatever the heck he wants to do is a problem for you, 
then that means that you have a personal issue with the personal God, Yahweh. Because you cannot separate his sovereignty from who he is. It is one of his chief theological attributes. You cannot separate God from his sovereignty. You just simply can't do it. His sovereignty is up there with his holiness. It is one of his chief theological attributes. So if you try to separate God from his sovereignty, you're messing up. And what you're saying is, God, I really don't like you. likes uh, Chick-fil-A waffle fries. Raise your hand, huh? Yeah. Um, if Chick-fil-A did away with the waffle fry, we wouldn't like it, but they'd still be Chick-fil-A. They might not get all my money, but they'd still be Chick-fil-A. But if Chick-fil-A decided to make the decision, we're doing away with that fried chicken sandwich with the pickle on it, we're going to do away with the chicken nuggets. We're going to do away with the fried chicken strips. We're going to do away with all chicken. They could not call themselves Chick-fil-A anymore because chicken is at the essence of what they do. You don't want God not to be sovereign in your life. As a matter of fact, we think that we want to unsovereign. I don't know if that's the word, unsovereign. We think we don't want God to be sovereign, but you do. I, don't, I was thinking this morning, I was in the shower, and I was saying to myself, I want my God to have a backbone. Listen to me, because if he were, if he were not sovereign, he would do whatever you told him to do that day. He, he, he would just be your cosmic do-boy all the time doing whatever you want to do. And the problem with that, sometimes you get in your feelings. And I can guarantee you half the earth would be dead because of how you felt that day if God was not sovereign. I'm glad that he's sovereign. I'm glad that his no means no because he has to be a sovereign God to keep me in control. You think you don't want a sovereign God. Well, Pastor Lantel, what about my autonomy? What about you know, my moral choice and all those different things? Listen, God don't care nothing about that. He's sovereign. You don't get to separate God from his sovereignty. It's not going to happen. Just as Chick-fil-A is never going to do it with the chicken sandwich. You cannot do away with God's sovereignty. So the second part we got to get, do you understand God's sovereignty better? The second part we got to get is the providence of God. We shout the providence of God. The continuing and often unseen activity of God in sustaining his creation. It is the miraculous and mysterious way God guides all his creation down paths to fulfill his sovereign purpose in the earth. Sovereignty is what God, what God wants. His providence is how he makes it come about. Sovereignty is what he wants. Providence is how he makes his sovereignty come about. 
the continuing and often unseen activity, I'm, I'm saying this again because I know Cody's still writing, um, the, the continuing and often unseen activity of God in sustaining the creation, his creation. It is the miraculous, mysterious way God guides all his creation down paths to fulfill his sovereign purpose in the earth. You got to love TMC, man. Another church pastor would have been preaching by now, boy. He'd have been gone. I want you to have this. If we're not moving at Cody's pace, as soon as I see more eyes, we'll move on. You got it, Charlie? Okay. You better have it. I don't know what I'm on today. Let me stop. Okay. Yes? Providence means that things don't just happen. There is no such thing as luck. There is no such thing as happenstance. At all times, God is ordering my steps. He is orchestrating situations and circumstances and guiding me toward the purpose that he has for my life. That is God's providence. The way that God ensures that I make it to the place of his purpose is by placing me and you on a providential path. I have a definition for providential path. You've got to love this stuff. it up there got it providential path it is the path in life where i give up my autonomy and acquiesce to the sovereign will of god and take the path that he provides it is the path in life where i give up my autonomy i give up my liberties i give up my self-governance i give up myself rule and i acquiesce I don't give up, I don't have a protest for it, God. I'm, I'm down with it because I know that you're sovereign. I agree, God, to the sovereign will of God and take the path that he provides. If we are honest, can we have an honest moment? You didn't say yes. All of us in here have a, a love-hate relationship with God's providence. Or specifically, a providential path. We love God's providence as long as we can visibly see and tangibly, tangibly experience the reward of being on the path that he has us set on. Have your way, Lord. Lord, have your way. As long as the path is producing the career results, the financial results, the social results, the, the 
the, career, the career that I've always wanted, the promotions that I'm supposed to be getting, as long as it's producing those thoughts, thoughts I mean, those, 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 um, those things, thank you, those things, I'm good with his providential path. As long as, watch this now, aesthetically, it looks like I am attaining the purpose that I have for myself, I'm good with the providential path. Somebody shout, there's a problem. <laughs> but when his providential path doesn't coincide with what I think my purpose is, I have a falling out with God. Now, your fallout may look different than mine, but, you know, sometimes I, just, I fall out and have a temper tantrum. Sometimes I rebel. But when, 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 when God has me on a providential path, or I'm walking God's providential path, and it does not look like it is lining up with the purpose that I have in myself, aesthetically, me and God got a problem. But here's the thing that you have to understand about providence. Sometimes a providential path, somebody said it today, somebody, some, sometimes a providential path will lead me to the Red Sea without a conventional way to cross it. Sometimes God's providential path will lead me into a furnace without any conventional way to deal with the heat. Sometimes God's providential path will lead me into a desert without any conventional way to get something to drink. So let's go back to our text. Give me a second. Now we got to get back to David. Sometimes God's providential path will lead me into a cave when I've already been anointed to live in the castle. And it is in these moments, it is in these cave moments where we are tempted to cut corners. I am, I, am, I am tempted to pick up a conventional way or a conventional path and get off God's providential path because I don't think God's providential path is lining up with my purpose. But I am here today to tell you that if you stay on the providential path, you will always end up at your purpose. And we have to fight the urge to cut Gotta fight the urge to cut corners. Because when I cut corners, what I am saying is, I want, I, I want my purpose without the path. What, 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 I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying to God is, is that I'm, I'm, I, 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 I want purpose without the process. But we learned that um, every path leads to, maybe I didn't say that a few weeks ago because y'all didn't follow me on that. Um, we, we, we've heard that every path leads to a, I'm with you, Shani. Every path leads to a place. Every direction has a destination. Y'all remember that? Maybe I should put it back on the screen so y'all can remember that. 
We have, listen to me, we have to fight the urge to cut corners when we find ourselves in the cave, when we know that we've already been anointed king. That's what we learn from David's story. Who here, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask this question, but I want you to be for real. Like, don't raise your hand if you don't truly mean it. Who here loves vanilla cake? Kennedy, you love vanilla cake? Like, love, love vanilla cake? Love vanilla cake. <clears throat> like, all out of all cakes. First off, who loves cake? Raise your hand high. Okay. All right, now we're going to do, like, some, some deductive reasoning here. Um, you, all right, we know who loves cake. Of those of you who raise your hand who loves cake, raise your hand if you just love vanilla cake. Okay. You love vanilla cake. Come here. I'm going to hook you up today. Stand, stand on this side. Move my. Because I'm going to hook you up today. Join, you bring me the cake. So you love vanilla cake? Yeah, it's okay. It's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. Come over here. Sorry. You love vanilla cake? Okay. So let me, let me give you a plate. You know I got to hook you up with a, with, a, with, a, with a fork? You got that? I got that. Okay. Now let me give you, um, that's an egg. That's your flour. That's your sugar. Ooh, that's the vanilla extract. That's the love, right? That's your juice right there. That's your oil. Bacon powder. Ooh, we got some. You got your milk. And you got your butter, room temperature. <laughs> Why are you looking like that? You don't want it? Where's the oven? Where's the what? In life, God promises cake. He promises us a cake. But he oftentimes makes us hold the ingredients. It is important that I recognize providence. Because if I don't recognize providence, I will think that it is okay for me to ingest this before he works it. You see, he, he will trust us with the ingredients of our life. But God wants us to trust him to work it all together. And the problem that many of us have is that we're trying to process things that were always meant to be worked together. 
You see, it don't feel good to try to drink all of this vanilla extract. It doesn't work by itself. It has to be worked together. And many of us here are about to lose our minds. We're fighting depression. We're fighting anxiety because we're trying to resolve within ourselves why. Why did it happen to me at this age? Why did it not work? Why did they hurt me? Why did they leave me? Why didn't it work for me? Why did they fire me? And God is saying, those are just ingredients, baby. You need to give those back to me so I can work it all together. So just like everything on our plate of life, we compartmentalize things that we should not compartmentalize because all of these things are meant to be mixed together. And all, God, and all God is saying today, I want you to understand my providence, baby. Because it may look like you're in the cave, but that's just the role I'm taking there. I'm just, that's just the road that I took to get you to the castle. That's just the road I, I'm taking just to get you to your kingship. Don't get caught up in the castle. Don't get caught up in the detail. Because it's all part of a greater work. Do you want your cake? Since you came up here and it was nice to me, I'm going to give you a cake. So listen. If I stay on the providential path and don't cut corners, I'll get the cake. I can't afford to cut corners. I can't afford to try to do it the conventional way. I can't afford to try to do it the culture's way. I cannot afford to cut corners. So watch. When we get into our text next week, you're going to find that David had been anointed king 10 years prior to this incident. And yes, David, you were anointed king. But by God's providence, you're sitting here in this cave and you're hiding from the current king. But if you do what you're supposed to do in this cave moment and don't cut corners, tell your neighbor, don't cut corners, you're going to make it to the castle because it already belongs to you. I'm just concerned about what you do in this cave of your life. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned what you do when you go into those dark times. I'm concerned what you do when you think you're not feeling me, you don't see me, and I'm not, ma- I'm, I'm not making your life whole. I'm, more, I'm concerned about what you do in those moments. God's people can't afford to cut corners. Stand to your feet. I got Romans 8.28 queued up. Can you put that in there? I want us to read it together. 
This is Paul. Paul breaking down for us what providence is. He says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Paul says that those who love God, those who truly love God, they understand his sovereignty and his providence. And because they understand his sovereignty and his providence, they have a comprehensive view of life. They don't compartmentalize things. They understand that this is working with this and this is working with that and whatever help happened in, in, you know, in my childhood is working in my adulthood to make me the person that God is calling me to be. They understand that comprehensively God is doing something. He is working on something. He is, he is establishing something. He is perfecting you. He is making you the person that he has deemed for you to be. But in these moments that we don't feel him, when it, when it does not look like we are going to make it to the purpose that we have in him, I got to fight the urge to cut a corner. I got to fight the urge to compartmentalize my life. Some of us here this morning have put what happened in our childhood in a box. And because we've put it in a box and we've compartmentalized it, we are still harboring unforgiveness. And we would never call ourselves a bitter person. But if you're harboring something on the inside that does not taste good, it can't help but to make you bitter. Some of us are, have, have, have put the divorce inside of a box. Some of us has put the heartbreak inside of a box and we've compartmentalized all of these things and we, you know, we, we put a lid on it because we couldn't control it. We didn't understand it. We didn't know why. We couldn't figure it out and we put a lid on it just so we can get it out of our face. But what I'm telling you this morning is that God is saying, I want you to give all those things back to me. Oh God, I know that it hurt you. I know you did not understand it. And I know you don't understand it right now. But I want you to trust me with it. Because you, oh God, you have to believe and have to know that I'm working on something. I'm working this thing together for your good. I'm working this thing together for your good. If, if, if we can't do that in this moment, we are bound to cut corners. If we can't say right now, listen to me, I, Pastor Wilson, I know that there are some things that I've got locked up inside of me, that I've been harboring inside of me. I, I, I know that there's some unforgiveness there. I know that there's some, 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 some secret things that I'm just keeping to myself that keeps me bound up on the inside that I can't love the way that I'm supposed to love. If we're doing those things, and what we're saying is at some point, I'm going to cut a corner. As a matter of fact, you're cutting corners right now. God is saying, I need you to release this thing to me. Release this thing to me. Here's the thing. What happened in your childhood was never meant to be dealt with independent of the rest of your life. 
was never supposed to be an independent. It wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be by itself. God is saying, I need you to give those things back to me. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.